The angel voice that bids you goodnight Kisses your cheek, whispers sleep tight Is your mother and mine Your mother and mine Happy Mother's Day! It's May 12th, 2019th Good! <laughs> I almost forgot the date And we, tonight we are down in our little studio with little is right with with notes from John <laughs> with a babble from Bond tonight. Hi everybody, we're happy to be with uh, with you tonight, and happy Mother's Day, Bonnie. Thank you, Mother of all mothers. Yeah, isn't that the truth? We were gone last week, so we we missed a gone Sunday where? to St. George, so we didn't do Why? a podcast last week. Why were we gone? Because I went down and had a wonderful weekend with my sisters celebrating our life together as mothers and sisters. So it was it was nice. What was the highlight of your trip? Being with my sisters. <laughs> there you go. Good. Good. And tonight we want to give out a shout out to all mothers, especially our daughters who are amazing mothers. They really are. And I agree how much with that. we love them and grateful for their desire to help their children, serve their children. We could go on and on about what great women they are and to our, our own mothers as well and what they taught us and for our missionary mothers. Who how about for you as a mother? Out there. And me as a mother. Yay. Absolutely. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm in, the mother of all mothers. <laughs> Well, it, I was grateful for the opportunity to be a mother. All, that's for sure. It's just like your girls say, you know, we're, we're not, we're not you, mom. Well, they have all a lot of other qualities, where I don't even come close to. They do so. have other qualities, but, but they are none of them are you. That's for sure. Well, that's. They are. Perfect in their own way. <laughs> That's certainly true. They they really are. So <clears throat> I guess we'd take a few minutes tonight, and it would be appropriate to just talk a little bit about our mothers. I've spoken previously early on about my mom, and so I, th I think I'll just kind of defer to you, Bonnie, for you to share with us about your mother, and then I'll take a few minutes and talk about some of the remarkable women in my life. All righty. Well, I was going to talk about my two grandmas to start with. I had a grandmother, Gunn, my mom's mom, who was named Fanny, Fanny Louise Gunn. She was an amazing woman. She was a lot of fun. She was very feminine. She always wore dresses. I never saw her in pants. She would even wear gloves and hats. And even when she would come over and try to help my mom, she'd go around in her heels and and she'd be humming and dusting and cleaning to help her, and she was amazing. She had uh, the misfortune of, of uh, contacting breast cancer, and as a result, her arm and her lymph nodes swelled up in her arm, so she had this really big arm that was always painful for her, but she never complained. She always was just so sweet and we all loved her. She called her Nana 
and she was um, amazing. She always gave us these little gifts with little trinkets on them. And This is your mother's mother. mother. Yes. I thought I said that, but anyway. And she was very proper, and she um, died when I was in ninth grade, and she was only 68, but I thought she was so old. It was amazing to me. I thought she was old. And my other grandma, Stella, was my dad's mother. We called her the shaky grandma because she always shook. We thought she had Parkinson's. I don't know what she had, Parkinson's disease, but she always shook, and she... I get, I get my love of ice cream from her. She loved ice cream. And she um, was a... She knitted. She knit. She knitted everything. She knit me a sweater. She was always uh, making things, embroidery, embroidery pillowcases. She, but she was very, very clean. It, she wouldn't let us sit back in her couches and chairs for fear that our hair would get our her couches dirty she had newspapers around her stove to catch the grease it was hard to be in her home because we weren't very comfortable we were afraid we were going to mess up something but she was a god-fearing woman and she taught me a lot about um courage she was born with her feet turned backwards and they had to fix them so she always had a hard time walking but she was Wonderful. She was a temple worker, which I found out later in life. And my other grandma, Nana, was in the Tabernacle Choir with my mother. Now, my mother was an amazing woman. She had 11 children when she had a miscarriage, so there were 10 of us. She um, was very talented. Do you want to give me her name? Oh, that would be helpful. Mary Louise Gunbolt. We called, well, everybody called her Lulu. The grandkids called her Grandma Lulu. But she was um, very talented. She could sew anything. She sewed, she sewed a lot of our clothes, our, our dance dresses. She sewed me a whole wardrobe of Barbie clothes. And I wished I would have kept them just because they were amazing. What she, how, she, how she sewed each little individual article of clothing. She canned every possible fruit you could imagine. I was always helping her in the kitchen with that. She could dance, loved dancing. To what was that, your favorite song that you used to play for? Leroy Brown or what What was it? Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. She yeah, loved that, that one. Yeah, was your mother. Yeah. yeah, my mother loved that one. She was very good with pen and paper. She was very clever. She could write lots of poetry and, and uh, she could tell stories really well as also she was very supportive um, my mom was always there to help us when we tried out for various offices or pep club or whatever we tried out for she was there to help us she didn't come out very often to see us in our and what we did do because mainly probably because she didn't have a car but she was supportive at home when we were there she tried to take care of herself she was an attractive woman I always remember her, uh, what'd she do? She would exercise with Jack LaLanne. Now, for those of you who don't know Jack LaLanne, he was a famous exerciser. What, did you, what would you call that? Yeah, exercise person exercise on TV. Exercise person on TV. He lived to be, what, 
late 90s. You couldn't tell by looking at him. He looked, he took care of himself, but she was always exercising to him. And she had a great sense of humor. She loved to laugh. She loved to dance. I know my dad loved her. She loved shoes, and he would bring her home like 10 boxes of shoes and let her pick several pair. And she, he always took care of her makeup, bought her all of her makeup, and always had the car filled with gas. Um, I know I know, know by the things that he did for her. He loved her even though he was sick himself with heart issues. He would come home from work and start cleaning and helping with the kids. I always felt bad that I didn't do more because of that. She was a real romanticist. She loved uh, romance movies, cards, flowers, chocolates. She loved Clark Gable, Errol Flynn. Those are old actors. She always wanted to see their movies. Gone with the Wind was one of her favorite shows, and it happened one night. She always talked about those old, old shows. And So if you ever have a chance to see Gone with the Wind or It Happened One Night, you might... Um, to my children and grandchildren, you might see some of why Grandma Lou had such a flair for being romantic. She loved TV. She'd go every night with my, every Tuesday night with my dad to Ladies Free Night where they would go to a movie to help her get out. And I never, I only saw her in pants a few times. She always wore a dress, even around the house when she'd clean and cook. I only saw her wearing white pants when she would go like on a trip somewhere. It was, that's all I ever saw her. I never saw her in Levi's or anything like that. It was interesting. But again, her mother was very proper, and I never saw my Nana in, a, in pants at all. Uh, she always uh, cooked us wonderful meals. She was a great bread maker. You'd come home from school, and you could smell bread. We'd always eat the bread with honey and butter, and it was, it was so good, and we don't have that because I would eat it all, and I'm not a very good bread maker. I did not develop that talent, did I? <laughs> sure you did. Yeah, sure you did. What could you say? <laughs> That's right. Like the time I made bread my first time, and it was so hard. It was this big, hard loaf of bread, and we played football with it. Remember that? It was pretty hard all the time. Yeah, it was pretty hard. But she was always uh, had empathy, sympathized with us when we had heartbreaks or when we were hurt. When that was hard for her, she sometimes was an alarmist and would run the other way and we got hurt because she didn't know how to deal with it. But what I loved about my mother was that she had a sincere testimony of the gospel. She truly believed in her faith, and I knew it. She always did what the Lord asked of her, and she had a great testimony of the gospel. She was hardworking, and she tried earnestly to keep up our home and all with all ten of us children. She went without a lot, but she rose above her many obstacles. She taught me um, what mothers do and how to be a mother, and I love her dearly for that. So that was my mother. Well, <clears throat> she also you had to tell her that she lost your father at a oh, relatively young age, and then what? She lost, yeah, we lost my dad when she was 48. And so she went back to work to help pay the bills and take care of us. And so she was, we and tried to help her. And she remarried? She remarried a man named Rex Finer. It was a hard marriage for her. 
he was a little more controlling and but she was grateful that he stepped in the picture to take care of her and pay the bills because she needed that but it was a it was a hard challenge for her and she was ready to go when she went because she wanted to see my dad again well they she had moved into uh, a golden living center for a little while one month. One month. <laughs> we finally got her to go there for one month too. Uh, she had some lung issues, uh, congestive heart issues, and so we got her to move into Golden Living Center where we could all help her a little more and be closer to her. But she only lasted a month. So, yeah, now she's happy with my dad. But we miss her, and because she loved life, I remember her saying to me. My spirit doesn't feel any older than 18, and I want to go and do and live, but my body won't let me. It's kind of sad for all of us when we get to that stage in life. Well, I think you also have often talked about how how uh, energetic she would lead music. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. She did. She loved music, and she um, instilled in our hearts the love of music. We all love music. She would get up on the stand and lead with her whole heart and soul. Sometimes we were a little embarrassed because she would get into it so much it was like over over dramatic, and we'd kind of look around and slink down. But she was amazing. She got everybody to sing because she had a lot of vim and vigor for music. <laughs> I even heard about that when I came into the family through our marriage and. Uh, and observed it myself how energetic she was in, in leading the music in, in church on Sundays. And then when you finally saw her, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, she, she was energetic. Yeah, she did get into it. She did get into it. I forgot about that, so that was good. Thanks for reminding me. Well, that, she's a great woman, and uh, I think one of, the, one of the greatest tributes for she and her, her husband, Keith, Bonnie's parents is uh, with these 10 children they're all uh, active in the gospel and um, just great wonderful people who are God-fearing people they're wonderful parents of their children and uh, and they're very close-knit <clears throat> which is I think really a wonderful tribute to their parents and particularly to Bonnie's mother Mary Lou because she's the one that helped to um, I think probably more than anyone helped to create this central bond of, of uh, love for one another in the home. She did. I'm sure your dad contributed in large part to that, but it's the mother certainly is the nurturing element in, in the home, that's for sure. Well, and, but some, and there were times that she helped create that bond in that when she wasn't there, we all kind of bonded together to help each other, so that was a, a, a way of helping us to do just that. She did teach that in the home, to, to, that family was important. Yeah. And to always, you have to be married in the temple. Otherwise, you're not going to have your family forever. They called her Reverend Lulu because she always had some spiritual thought or message to leave with us. And, and she it, was always convinced that the second coming was going to come in the year 2000. Oh, yes, that's right. She did. Huh. Well, she did. She had 
She had great faith, that woman. She really did. And I learned a lot about loving our Heavenly Father and doing what He asks us to do and how to be a mom and work hard. She surely did that. Well, um, my grandmother on my mother's side, uh, Ida Whitaker, was a, also a remarkable woman of, of incredible faith. She was uh, the granddaughter of President John Taylor, the uh, third president of the church. And um, she grew up, her father and her mother were very strict as well. Um, you know, devout Latter-day Saints, uh, talented and very smart, hardworking people as well. Um, she uh, <laughs> she was a, a short, small woman in stature, but wow, did she have a fiery spirit about her, and and just had so much energy and uh, uh, loved to accomplish. She was a, an accomplished pianist. She played the piano for the the primary in one form or another for over 40 years. And she said she's one of the few women in the church who has a special pin from the general primary of the church for 40 years of uh, playing in, in music in the primary. Um, so she's she was... Uh, just a dynamic, wonderful woman who loved life, and uh, although she had a lot of trials and challenges, having come from a, a fairly comfortable surrounding in Salt Lake City, married her husband, and after several years, they left Salt Lake City and moved to Cokeville, Wyoming, to a, a little ranch that didn't have running water, did not have electricity, and, and she and her husband started building this uh, this ranch in Cokeville, um, <laughs> from uh, in some ways from nothing, and with no experience, and and Grandma just had to learn how to do all of that, which was foreign to her. But uh, she did it, and and raised her family there, and be, really became a, a a country woman in many many ways. Well, that would have been hard for me to do. <laughs> Leave the city and that. go to the country. With no no running water, no electricity. It wasn't the bathroom like outhouse. Oh yeah. Uh, no thanks. It was an outhouse, and <laughs> and when they needed fire, they you know they had a a big uh, cast iron stove, so you you put firewood in the stove and make a fire, and and that's where they get their heat for their for their cooking. She must have loved your grandfather. Well, she must have. <laughs> anyway, Ida Taylor, what a remarkable woman. Uh, my mother, uh, oh, I, I, I must say about my grandma Ida, uh, she lived with, in our home for the last several years of her life. And I had the privilege of, of uh, spending a good deal of time my last few years before leaving the home um, with them, they had an apartment in uh, the downstairs of our home, and so I, I I spent a good deal of time with my grandparents. I did uh, all of their uh, their financial work for them, wrote out their checks, and and uh, took care of all of their money matters for several years. And I just 
I just came to know them well and loved them so very much. And uh, finally, as as Grandma got older and she she couldn't climb stairs anymore and she couldn't uh, do much physically, she could barely see and couldn't hear very well. And last uh, few months, she was confined to bed because of uh, inabilities to uh, to just get her ambulate very well. And so. I, I came home from school one day, and I, I went into her room in our home, <clears throat> and she was in bed, <coughs> I just wanted to go in and say hello to her, and I says, Grandma, how you doing? And she said, John, my patriarchal blessing tells me that my last days are going to be glorious. Well, these days aren't very glorious. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> that sounds I've, just like her. I've, I've, I just have never forgotten that, uh, how clear it was that she was disappointed that uh, she didn't have the physical ability to do the things that she would like to do. Um, what about your father's mother? My father's mother, uh, Grandma Jepson, was uh, kind of a southern belle who came from New Orleans. And um, much like my, my uh, Grandma Ida, she was talented, she was musically talented, uh, she was artistic, but, and I didn't know her nearly as well as I did my grandma Ida because uh, we didn't, they didn't live with us. I, uh, I, saw, I saw her typically as a child at Christmas time, probably on Mother's Day, uh, but I never really saw much of them. Of course, I didn't see much of my mother's mother either for, because they lived, uh, you know, in Cokeville, Wyoming, and I, I didn't see a lot of them. But um, when they, when Grandma Ida and her and my grandpa left Cokeville, they came here to Salt Lake and, of course, lived with us, and I saw a lot of them. But I never really got to know my Grandma Jepson that well. She was a kind woman. She loved us. She would always give us a hug. Uh, but she, like your grandmother, she was very particular when we came over to her home about, um, you know, uh, the <laughs> there were always coverings on the couches and the chairs so that they wouldn't get dirty. And uh, she was just very particular uh, about those things. And um, so I, I loved her, but I didn't know her. Yeah, it's too bad. I just didn't really know her, which makes me... Um, I feel bad about not having that opportunity to really get to know this woman of remarkable faith who, who uh, my grandfather um, met her as a missionary in New Orleans. And, uh, and at the end of his mission, he, he went back to Salt Lake City and then went back to New Orleans to, uh, to marry her, to bring her home uh, to Salt Lake City and to marry her. And I'll be darned if... She didn't agree, and did she have a southern accent? Yeah, she did. Really? Yeah, I had yeah, no she idea did. she was a southern belle. So he brought her. He brought her home to Salt Lake City, and and married here, and uh, um, wow. So that, that was a major change for her too. I bet. Uh, although they didn't, wasn't like coming home to a a fledgling ranch home like they had in Cokeville, but. Uh, Anyway, then, so my mother, um, 
she was raised in Cokeville, Wyoming, on this little ranch, this little town of what, four to five hundred people, and she uh, she grew up loving animals, particularly loved horses, and was was you know she was just a a, a ranch girl, and um, you know didn't really have much growing up and. Uh, Although she was she was smart enough to get through school quite well, got into nursing school later when she she graduated from high school and uh, came to Salt Lake into into nursing school and became a, a registered nurse. Along the way, she met my father, and uh, she went home after after the first date she had with my father. And I, I don't know whether she called her parents or, or just what, but after that first date, she said, I've, I've just met my husband and had rec recognized uh, in him everything that she had wanted in a husband. And she, it turned out she was right. And she went from the country to the city. Yeah, she sure did. Just the they, opposite. She then um, you know, r uh, raised her family here, 13 children, and... The thing about my mom that uh, uh, to me just continues to be so remarkable is is much like Bonnie's mother, that she was a woman of, of Im incredible faith. Um, and she was true to the faith. And no matter what the circumstances, um, she would be, she was true to the faith. My mother had the gift of faith. She didn't just believe, she knew God lived, that Christ was her savior, and that the church of Jesus Christ was the kingdom of God on the earth. It wasn't just a matter of faith. She knew it. And, and, had, and I said to her one day, Mom, have you ever prayed to know if Heavenly Father's even there, or if Jesus really is his son, or, or if they ever even appeared to Joseph Smith? Her answer to me was, John, I've never needed to. I've always known. Well, so I grew up under the, the influence of this mother of incredible faith who lived a life of um, just so exemplary in everything that she did, although she was, uh, she didn't have a lot of confidence in front of people. She couldn't give talks. It would scare her to death to stand and give a talk or even to pray. Um, she had very difficult time speaking in front of people. And um, so, you know, she had her own limitations, just like we all do. Uh, but for the things that really matter in terms of her love for God, her love for others, especially for her family, and the the example of a, a Christ-like life that she lived, it's uh, she was remarkable. As a matter of fact, one day um, we had the privilege of uh, being with Elder L. Tom Perry, um, and Elder Perry was making a reference about our family to the First Presidency of the Church, and he made the comment that um, Elizabeth Jepson is one of the elect women of this church. 
and indeed she really was. She was amazing. She also had challenges herself. Yeah. And some sorrows. Oh, I should say. And it was because of those sorrows uh, and challenges that she just continued to show resilience and determination and uh, and faith and although I'm sure she had her moments of uh, emotional um, distress I never saw it how old were was she when your dad died well, let's see dad was what 52 she was what 49 she was young too mm -hmm. young with Anyway, I, I just feel so much like you, Bonnie. I feel so blessed to have had the, the heritage that I do through her, my mother, and I, I, I praise her remarkable name for all that she did for me and taught me and, 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 and how I knew she loved me, even though she didn't verbalize it much. Somebody once told me, she says, well, you know, mother never, never, mother never told me that she loved me. And I said, really? M Mom told me she loved me every day, many yeah. times a day, not verbally, but in the way she treated me and what she did for me and the way she embraced me, she kissed me, she, she was remarkable in that way for me anyway. I, I was like much the same. My mom didn't tell me she loved me a lot, but by what she did, she showed me that we were cared for and loved. And I mean, we both came from great pioneer stock. You yeah. mentioned your mom was from John Taylor, and my mother was the second grand, great granddaughter to Wilfred Woodruff. So I often wonder if John Taylor and Wilfred Woodruff were up there smiling when the two of us got together. I'm, I'm sure they did. <laughs> And uh, I guess we'd just like to conclude here tonight as we reflect on our mothers. Uh, uh, we're grateful for certainly a mother in heaven that, although we don't know, uh, must be <laughs> a, uh, a remarkable, a remarkable woman. Um, and someday we'll have an opportunity to come to know her and sweetheart, I'm sure you're made in her image as well. And uh, um, but you're sweet. You're 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 the kind of woman that our children, our daughters, our son will say the same thing about you that we're saying about ours. Well, I just want to leave too with these two thoughts that I thought were really nice. It says, "No one in mortality comes closer to approximating the pure love of Jesus Christ than the selfless love of a devoted mother that." a devoted mother, has for her child. Women who trust in the Lord with the fire of God burning deeply in their hearts are willing to save souls and build the kingdom of God. And that's what these mothers try to do. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's all for us tonight. And I think as we conclude, I'm going uh, to leave you with a, a song uh, called I Often Go Walking, which was our son Nathan's one of his favorite songs, a song often taught, uh, sung by the primary children on Mother's Day, and every we we were in our sacrament meeting today, and and that was the song that the primary children sang uh, in in our meeting, and uh, both Bonnie and I 
couldn't help but think of our son Nathan standing up there and singing it to, um, with this huge grin on his face and, and uh, full of life as he was uh, when he was singing that song, especially to it's you. It's true. Mothers, mothers have a tender heart for their children. And um, we know that angels are with us to bear up our sorrows, our burdens, our, our fears, and that God is with us to bless us with a wonderful life. Even those who haven't had the opportunity to be a mother, Heavenly Father loves, loves his daughters. And uh, we just want to wish all of you a very happy Mother's Day, but in re return it's for all mothers who have given their lives, their hopes and dreams to helping children throughout the world. I absolutely agree and echo your words, Bonnie, and uh, happy Mother's Day to all those mothers that are joining with us and to all those faithful women who would love to be mothers and yet haven't had the opportunity for one reason or another, and uh, we love you all. We do. So that'll be it for tonight on Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. And we'll leave you with I Often Go Walking. Good night. I often go walking in meadows of clover and I gather armfuls of blossoms of blue. I gather the blossoms the whole meadow over. Dear mother, all flowers remind me of you. Oh mother, I give you my love with each flower to give forth sweet fragrance a whole lifetime through. If I love blossoms and meadows and walking, I learn how to love them, dear mother.